Welcome to Wednesday Night Flex, a weekly look at high school sports in the ATX. Go to flxatx.com and follow at FlexATX on social media. And now, here's Zach Lucero, Cameron Parker, and the Flex family. Wednesday Night Flex on the Horn. Uh-oh. It's a Wednesday, and it's now 7.02, and it's a flex. My name is Nolan Hogan. I'll be hosting the show today. Across the glass from me, Cameron Parker, always on the ones and twos. Cheers, boys. Sitting across from me is our good friend Marcus Taylor. Uh, today we got a big show, a uh, lot, lot to cover today. So first we'll start off, Round Rock basketball head coach, run through the headlines. Round Rock head coach of the basketball team, Brent Murphy, resigns. Uh, congratulations to him and his new ongoing career. He's got an opportunity that he's going to take going forward. Uh, Westlake Boys Golf wins the sixth straight state title, ninth overall in 20 years for Coach Noakes. Not too bad. Congratulations to those guys, uh, those dogs, as the baseball coach referred to them as. Um, Is that really what JT Blair called them? Yes. He, he said, said they called them dogs. He said, you don't win a state championship at Westlake in golf if you don't have any dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so that was on Light the Tower with Rod that's, Babers. That's the first time any golfer's ever been compared. I mean, maybe Brooks kept as a dog. He does have that dog in him. But yeah. any other golfers, I don't think anyone's ever been. I mean, if you saw if you saw the video of Brooks Kepka at the hockey game, you'd know that he has some dog in him. Clapping. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. No clap blinking. Up. That's incredible. That's how, a dog. how many vodka tonics did he consume that game? Couldn't tell you. Okay, now to baseball playoffs. We had some big, big series this weekend. Westlake against Round Rock. Westlake wins that series two to one. Uh, West uh, Round Rock wins the game one, and then uh, wins that one two to one with this, with a walk off single from Hudson Ellis. Chaps take game two five to one, and the rubber match seven to one. Cam was uh, calling that those three games. What did you see on the field, Cam? Yeah, great series, and I've talked about it. You know, since then, it's such a shame when you have two top ten teams in the state. Yeah. meet in the regional quarterfinals, right? I mean, it's just the third round of the playoffs. And Round Rock played San Antonio Reagan the week before, who's also a top-10 ranked team. But Westlake's a great program. They have 23 seniors on that team. Round Rock had 11. They could not hit against Travis Sakura on Thursday night. Sakura right. in, in his last high school start, I mean, he came out speaking of having that dog in them. Limited, didn't give up a single run to Westlake. And then Cade Weibel came in, got the save. Then Hudson Ellis, who's been Mr. Clutch the entire postseason, he came through with a big single uh, to win that game. Cade Algar was a man who got on base. Cade Algar, also a senior. He had a really good postseason, so congrats to Cade. But to win that game, to walk off, man, it's, it's always fun for baseball. It's always fun when you have the two communities of Westlake and Round Rock. And, and game two at Westlake, uh, Nathan Duvall, who Coach Blair called basically the MVP of their baseball team this entire season. Him, he had to move over the shortstop after Theo Gillen. Got injured. He's been dealing with a lot of injuries. Uh, Texas commit. He's you know been a great player for them. But Theo goes down in the middle of the season, so Duvall has to go from has to go from second to shortstop, but also continue the pitch. And he pitched a, a great six innings against Round Rock in Game Two. Dragons just uh, didn't have their best stuff defensively or offensively or offensively. Excuse me, the last two games and that kind of really showed for him. And then in Game Three, uh, Jack Brady, who is a guy I talked to Dustin yeah. Comas from Five Tool Baseball. And Jack Brady was a kid who really turned it on last half of the season. He pitched a complete game. Uh, Round Rock had a couple chances. They tied it up 1-1. There was uh, an interesting call in the first inning that 
you know, may have gone Westlake's way, but at the end of the day, Westlake scored seven runs and Round Rock only got one across. So congrats to Westlake, but a great season for Coach Carter and the Round Rock Dragons. Another district championship. It's his number 10 under Coach Carter in a great year. And for Westlake, it felt like the winner of that series was probably going to end up to the regional finals against most likely uh, San Antonio Johnson. Westlake's got Eagle Pass this week uh, down in the Valley. They'll, they'll play tomorrow at 5 p.m. first pitch and then Westlake for uh, game two on Friday, uh, 7 o'clock. So shout out to Joe Taylor. He's going to make a long drive down the Eagle Pass. I mean, not too bad, but a little bit different from going from Westlake to uh, Round Rock Nolan. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to give credit in that game in that that rubber match game three for uh, that pitcher to go complete. What was his name? I Jack Brady. Jack Brady. Yeah. Lost my, lost great movement, great curveball. Great yeah, he was pitching. dealing. He was great on that th- that game three. Complete game, 10 Ks, one earned run, two walks. I mean, you that's nothing more you can ask for from a pitcher. He had a career night, career day, and uh, congratulations to the Shaps. They'll be playing Eagle Pass this week. They're a team knowing that, I mean, not a lot of high school teams can say they have the, the depth in the bullpen that Westlake Absolutely. has. I mean, Coach, Coach Blair thinks he has eight or nine guys that can come out and pitch. I mean... There's some high schools that they just have two or three guys they can count on. So for right. a Westlake team that, I mean, it's a district that, I mean, both you guys have been around the, the 26-6A district. Um, yeah. It's been Lake Travis baseball for the better past of the decade, right? You know, Brett Beatty, right. the New York Mets. But it feels like this is this is really Westlake's year. And my car, Harbaugh Hearts, 2 p.m. Friday, excuse me, not, not 5, not 7 p.m., whatever I said. But it does feel like it is Westlake's year. But we'll see. Got to take care of Eagle Pass this week. Maybe San Antonio Johnson later on and, and possibly a, a, a matchup against Portland in the finals. But overall, a, a great series. But Westlake, I mean, they they have they are built for this run. Right. And you're talking about in that in that first in, in that early in the game when they had that controversial call that kind of led to the first run being scored for Westlake. Yeah. Those kind of things like you might think, oh, but Westlake still scored seven more runs yeah. and round round got one. But in but mentally again in baseball when you're playing against a team like Westlake and you have something like that happen, it's just it could snowball so fast and and that's what it did. They just let it snowball and they couldn't turn it around. There there was two plays and you know we don't have the the availability of right. replay, but there was two plays in that first inning where you had the the runner who they thought tagged on the double play that was outside the running lane and. Mm-hmm. Ron Rock argued they had the video after the game that, that does say he was out, and it does look like he was outside the runner's lane. You can't right. argue against that, but the, the fortunate thing, unfortunate thing, or a fortune depending on who you are, is the umpires can't see that, right? So mm-hmm. he makes a judgment call. It was wrong, but at the end of the day, Westlake did score seven runs. But I, I do agree that it was a turning point because right after that was a path, was a wild pitch. Mm-hmm. Westlake scored on a, on a bang-bang play, throw to the plate. Felt like he was out. He could have been. He was safe. Either way, it's one nothing. Round Rock did respond though. It was one one. Right. They had their chances. Uh, a couple guys in scoring position, but all in all, I mean, Westlake's just a you know they have a lot of depth on this team. I mean, twenty three seniors. That's better than a lot of baseball rosters. All right, moving on down to the uh, playoff line. Lake Travis ends their season on a game game three as well, dropping the series to San Antonio Johnson two to one. Cavs like the Round Rock Dragons did. Took game one, one to zero. Then won the next two. Then Johnson won the next two, one to zero and five to one. Uh, the, again, those series, the three-game series are tough, man. Like you have to win back-to-back games. They walked it off in uh, late innings. I think they went to 12 innings the first in game one, and then you go to game two and Johnson comes back and wins it one to zero again. So those two games with the run differential of one run uh, just goes down to the game three, and you have five to one score, and Johnson's moving on to. I don't have who they're playing next. Uh, so we'll move on to Rouse. Now this one, Cam, did you see this game? 
I did not Rouse see it, but I, I did. I did know what happened to it. Yeah, it was, an, it was a great one-game series. They didn't play three games. They played one game. They said, "Hey, this is gonna be for all the marbles. Yep. Friday night, let's run it." So Timberwolves jumped out to a six-to-one lead early in the second inning. Now, you would think, "Oh, that's quick scoring." Wraps. Not so fast. Raiders are climbing back into the game. Two-run home run from Landon Miller, a senior. And then the Raiders would still complete that comeback to win 9-8. And then Rouse is to play Palmview in the best-of-three series. Yeah, it was a great call for um, for Rouse. I mean, Cedar Park had beaten Rouse both their times in district play, mm-hmm. each, by, each by one run. So this it's a rule that I believe is changing next year where coaches can flip for a one or best-of-three game series. Raiders felt like they had, the, they had a, a better pitching staff for one game. Colin Correa, who didn't start but came in, he pitched five innings, gave up just two runs against a really talented Cedar Park team, mm-hmm. and it paid off for Rouse. I mean, a huge victory, 9-8, and congrats to the Raiders program for a big upset victory over yeah. Cedar Park. Yeah, and that's one, that's one of those ones where, you, like like you said, you trust your one team, your one lineup team yeah. more than you trust the three games. So it's super clutch for Rouse to get that win, move on, get over that, that – uh, the district rivalry there, get the rubber match over in the playoffs, and so now they move on to play Palmview in the next round. Shout-out Joe Sparks, too, by the way. He had uh, three hits in that game. Okay. Shout-out to him. So Moving on to softball playoffs, Georgetown, they swept Santa Fe High School in a series 2-0 with the scores of 2-1 and 7-0. Lady Eagles will play Lake Creek in the regional finals on Thursday and Friday. Potential Game 3 will be played immediately on Friday after Game 2. Um, moving on to the Westlake SQT. SQ, Westlake, Wait, hold on, hold on. One more Lake shout Challenge. out. Yeah, Taylor Ducks, Taylor number Ducks. ten team in four A. Uh, they got the wins this week. They advanced to the regional. Uh, what are we on? Semifinals now. Semifinals. Semifinals. So congrats, Taylor Ducks. Uh, a great season for one of the best. Congrats, mascots, Taylor Ducks. Best mascot in the sex, sex, next sex to, area. Next to the hippos. Ducks, hippos. And Raiders are up there too. I'll take that. Okay. LTSQT took place on Saturday. Lake Travis and San Marcos qualifying for the state tournament in College Station. Congratulations to those two squads, and they will be moving on to College Station. This week, we have the Westwood SQT. Westwood hosting on Saturday at 8 a.m. Games will start. So we got a couple pools here. We got A, B, C, D, E, F. Cam, do you want to go through these quickly and pick a winner out of each pool? Yeah. All right, so we got Pool A. Westwood, Chaparral High School, Pflugerville, and Lake Travis. Now, Lake Travis is already qualified, so they if they win, they cannot move on. It'll go to the next team. I'm going to pick Westwood out of that one. You really? Okay. Yep. Is Nico Hamilton, is he, is he playing? He's playing, yes. Okay. I, I think he's got to be the most dynamic player in the field, Absolutely. right? So I'm going to go with Lake Travis, even though they're already locked in. Right. Oh, well... Lake Travis will probably win that pool, but I think Westwood would be the advancing Westwood advancing? Team. Okay, then, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, now to pool B, we got Rouse, Austin High, McNeil, and Leander. That's an interesting one. Interesting pool. I like that pool. A, a lot of a lot of youth in, that, in those four teams. A lot of youth. Teams. We don't know what's good. We haven't seen quarterback play from Rouse other since Mason Shorb is yeah. gone. Don't McNeil will have a new quarterback. McNeil, Austin High. But Austin High actually has some continue, continuing with um, Ryan. Nope. Davenport, okay. quarterback. He was there last year as a okay. sophomore. He's coming now back. He's coming back. Wilder Davenport. Wilder, there you go. Got it. Um, he'll be back. So I'm going to take either, yeah, give me Austin High. 
Yeah. Give me Austin High. I, I think the the most uh, experienced team helps him there. Yeah. For McNeil. Um, talked to Kurtz Hermes a few weeks ago, Nolan. He's he's pretty bullish Hermie? on on this team. So okay. I'm going to go with McNeil. But, okay. I mean, I'm also biased. So We'll take that. We'll take McNeil, and then I'll take Austin High. Pool C, got Cedar Ridge, Lockhart, Eastview, and Weiss. Got to be Weiss, right? I would pick Weiss in that one as well, yeah. Um, Do you see? That's, uh, uh, oh, never mind. Jax Brown is their quarterback still. Okay. For, sophomore, freshman last year. Had a pretty good year. He was in and out of the starting job. I think he was swapping out with the other kid. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Weiss out of that one. If not, Cedar Ridge. Okay. Uh, pool D, down to Pool D. Got Georgetown, Vista Ridge, Hendrickson, and Dripping Springs. I'm going to take Drip in that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that seems like a good good pull for Drip to win. And then pool E, got Round Rock, Anderson, Maynard, and Westlake. Westlake is the the, uh, the first one you'd look at to take that one, but a sleeper would be Maynard. Not, not Round Rock? You don't think Round Rock's being uh, slept on with Mason Cochran? Oh, yeah, Mason. Uh, this yeah, I haven't seen Mason Cochran play seven on seven in a. I don't think at oh, all. Okay, this doesn't play. I don't know. I don't remember if he did last year, but okay. I'm That's excited a really to see tough that. pool because Anderson's the fourth team there, and yeah. I mean with with Ed Small, like they could easily be. Oh, easy. Yeah, Ed be Small. A top team they just got to figure out who who's their who's their quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. They got to figure that out. Bowie, the pool F. We got Bowie, Coppers Cove, Hutto, and Stony Point. Mm. That's going to be a fun one. I'm going to take Hutto in that one yeah. just for the one-two punch of Alex Green and um, Will Hammond. I think that's yeah. just going to be kind of a uh, juggernaut Did, down did the Cam line. Cook and Braylon James play on 7-on-7s seven seven last year for Stony Point? I can't remember. I don't okay. remember Stony Point playing 7-on-7. Seven seven, okay. Because I feel like those two guys I, would be the most explosive guys on the field. Absolutely. But also, considering their D1 status i'm not sure if they would even play in it you know but at the same i think last year around this time at the sqts braylon was still at del valley okay so yeah, he was playing true. at del Open valley air. for the yeah. sqts and then went to stony point before the school season um yeah so i think that's gonna be fun i think huddo westlake dripping cedar ridge i know weiss and that one and austin high and westwood those are gonna be our advancing pools to the final it's going to be two advancing teams to the state tournament, so it'll be the winners of their pools. They beat them, it, so on and so forth. The two winners. So for those who are interested in watching, how can they watch Nolan? How can they attend? Rather, uh, doors open at Westwood High School at seven fifteen. Game start at eight. Uh, it'll be at on the main field and the practice fields. They're about forty yards apart, maybe. So it won't be hard to miss if you want to make it out there. I'd, I'll be out there on Saturday. I'm not sure about Zach Lucero, who has tonight. He has his little photo shoot for yeah. his foot modeling, foot, foot photographer, mo- foot modeling career. He's who knew? Little, who knew Zach had good feet? I was not looking. I um, was not looking either. Yeah. For I was those not. who who can't make it in person, they just want to follow on social media. I'll be fle- posting at Flex ATX. Yeah, at Flex ATX, I'll be posting videos, updates, qualifiers, and every any and everything. I'll be posting it, updating, letting everybody know what's the word, bird. Uh, let's go to a break. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back and talk to our great friend who's been sitting here patiently to talk to us, Marcus Taylor, ASDB. Yeah, I've been throwing down the whiskey How to get my money back Someone said it drowns We're back. Memory. It's a Wednesday. 
It's a flex time. I'm strumming my air guitar to this song. And Morgan Wallen, our boy Marcus Taylor, picked this out. And speaking of Marcus Taylor, our boy, obviously Cam behind the glass with us. My name is Nolan Hogan. Speaking of Marcus Taylor, sitting across from me, we have him in studio as our guest this week. We're going to be talking about his Hayes career as a DB and his freshman season at Widener before committing to UMHB. Uh, Marcus, how you doing today, man? I'm good. Thank you for the invite. Absolutely. It's always man. an honor when you get a DM from Nolan Hogan to, <laughs> to join him on FLX Radio. No, yeah, man, we were excited to get you. We've always always talk about how good on, on the mic you are and good of a kid you are, so we wanted to get you on and have a good time with you today. So let's get into it. So your your career started out in 2021, 2020, and that playoff run, yes, really, sir. when late in that season you kind of broke out. Had a, had a lot of tackles, solo tackles, but that playoff run, you made a name for yourself as the Taylor gang, <laughs> Marcus Taylor, lockdown on the left side. You just couldn't get any better. Uh, two interceptions in that postseason, uh, 11 PBUs in the season, 62 solo tackles. Uh, talk to me about that year. What did you feel? How did you feel that year went for you? Yeah, I feel like it was a, it was a pivotal year for me in my career. Um not only in recruiting, but just as, you know, my confidence in myself, um, especially when we got into the playoffs. Uh, I feel like regular season, I didn't do as well. I feel like I struggled a bit. Um, but as the playoffs came along, I feel like I, I turned it on a little bit and, and really locked in and was able to, uh, like you said, make a name for myself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in that Vandergriff game, you had the like pretty much game ceiling interception. After that, it was just iced. Everybody was like, game over. <laughs> Get it out of here. Everyone loved that interception you made. And you're not only on the defensive side, but on the offensive side you played. And I think that speaks for itself in the character and the drive that you have in the game of football is that not a lot of guys choose or have the option to play both sides. And if they do, they might not say, sure, I'll play both sides. I don't I don't really – I'll risk my body on the offensive side. I might get cracked, and then I got to go play DB and cover their number one guy. So what was that like for you playing both sides and being on the offensive side and then – running back to play defense on the next play. Yeah, it was definitely tiring. Yeah. Um, but it was an honor because I feel like, you know, they have a lot of trust in you, a lot of trust in you to go out and make a play on offense and then turn around and make a play on defense. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I would be sitting here lying if I didn't say I didn't want to play offense. You know, my junior year, they tried to get me to play a little bit of offense at tailback. And I just wasn't having it because I felt like if I was going to go to college, it was going to be on, you know, as a cornerback. So when my senior year came around, you know, recruiting was slow so I was like you know I need to open up myself to you know other avenues of, of college ball and how to get there um so that's why I ultimately decided to play uh, the offensive side of ball right and so when with your recruiting it was like it was a little slower than most people would expect or most people go through so can you kind of explain how or when that kind of started for you how did those offers kind of start rolling in and what was that like for you what was that process like yeah so the season ended and I wasn't for sure what I was going to do um, you know, I knew I was going to go to college, you know, have to get a degree, but playing ball was up in the air. It wasn't until three days before my birthday in January, I got my first offer from Widener University. Um, Coach Sal came down, had a great conversation in Coach Goad's office, um, and I left that day with the offer. And then after that, the offers kind of started rolling in. Um, and so it was really slow, but it, it decided to pick up in the spring. Right. So Widener was your first offer. My first offer, yes, sir. And so you kind of, at that point... When when you get that that first offer, is that your? Do you kind of decide from then? That's your initial yes, or do you 
keep it open for your next four or five offers, whatever you got coming down the line? Um, I would say, you know, I kept it open because I didn't. I felt like I knew I, knew I was going to get more offers. I just didn't know when. Um, I was very grateful for that offer because I, you know, I, I remember how it happened and the whole day really. But I kept it open because I, I, I didn't want to limit my option and, and put all my eggs in one basket because, you know, coaches change their minds and, and things happen. Right. And there's also the uh, the idea of like another recruit that they can get while mm-hmm. you're there. It's just very, a lot of variables. So you don't want to just lock yourself down and accidentally get yourself in a situation you don't want to be you're in. Right. So that's, that's awesome. Um, so your that was your senior season, right after your senior year when yep. you got that offer? Right after senior year. And so your first year at Widener, their website is wrong. Your first <laughs> year at Widener, you played 10 games. Was it 25 tackles? Is that correct? 25 tackles. 25 that's tackles, correct. four PBUs, two INTs. I don't think it's four PBUs. I would think it was more if you got two picks. But um, <laughs> What was your freshman se- season like at a D3, first year in, outside of Texas? You're playing in Pennsylvania at Widener. What was that like for you as a freshman? It was a change. Um, you know, that summer leading up to it, I wanted to leave. I was so excited to leave, and then I got there, and I was like, oh, crap, my parents aren't here. Um, and, you know, they came up and visited as much as possible, but, you know, I, I think playing ball in Pennsylvania is a lot different than it is in Texas. Um, you know, people preach about the speed of the game and how it's going to be faster, but it really wasn't that. I didn't find it, at, you know, too fast. I think... Um, I just, I just, cause I guess the way we play ball down here, mm-hmm. it's just different. You know, it doesn't. You know, other states can't compete with Texas, so it didn't really feel like it was competition, but there was, if right. that makes sense. Right. And so you, you mentioned before the show that like a lot of those kids that go to that school are from PA, and mm-hmm. you didn't have your vehicle. <laughs> yeah. So what was your, what was that like for you to try and make your friends, go to these social events, and be Marcus Taylor the person, and not just Marcus Taylor football guy. Yeah, it was it was tough because you know you want something to eat other than cafeteria food, and you got to try to convince someone to take you somewhere. Right. Um, and you know, like you said, going to events, maybe an Eagles game or or something like that. Um, you know, we would go out and, and tailgate in the parking lot and, and watch the games. Um, but it, it was definitely a hard to balance without a vehicle. Yeah. So, you're you had you had roommates, right? Yeah, I had Cooper one roommate. roommate. No, one just roommate. one, just okay, one. Yeah. Cool. I mean, was he on the football team as well? Yeah, Cooper. Cooper, word. When did he? What did he play? What was uh, he receiver, play? slot receiver. But he actually got moved to safety mid-season, and he wasn't too happy about that. Really? Yeah. Okay. So were y'all running run-on-ones in the off-season before the practice and stuff like that? Yeah, during fall camp, um, always ran ones. Always had, um, you know, kind of like one-on-one drills for releases, and then you know, actual one-on-ones. And that's cool. So. So now you're committed to play at UMHB. That's right. And so that when did that come about? When did that offer spring about? Um, well, actually, so when I had first committed to Widener, I made sure to call every coach that recruited me, um, you know, and thank them for recruiting me, but also gave them reasons why I wasn't attending their school. Um, when I came to UMHB, I called Coach Brace up and I was like, hey, you know, I appreciate the offer. You know, after, you know, a lot of thought and prayer, I've decided to go to Widener University. Um, and the one thing he told me when I told him that was I would always have a place at UMHB if I ever decided to come back home. So that always stuck with me. So when it was time to, to enter the transfer portal and decide where I was going to go, I knew the first person I was going to contact was Coach Brace at UMHB. Um, and, you know, he welcomed me with open arms. He helped me, um, you know, through that whole process. And, and, you know, now I'm there. Yeah, so you mentioned that this first fall you're going to be taking the fall off. Yeah. And so what, what, what did that come about? How did that be... How did that become your situation? Yeah, so I, I think it, it really started last fall during the season. I think mental health amongst athletes is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the stigma was broken during the 2020 COVID year. Um, and, 
you know, my first seven games at Widener, I started, everything was great. And it wasn't really until the last three games that I was starting to have issues with my mental health. Not only seeing, you know, not being able to see my parents as much as I would like, but just I had some issues with some coaches. And, you know, I, I want, really wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, fast forward to spring when I transferred, you know, down back to Texas, you know, I found myself in a slump. I wasn't able to participate in spring ball with the team. I couldn't do anything with the team. I had some paperwork issues. So that really put me in a horrible headspace. Um, and so I decided after a lot of thought and prayer to take this fall off, not only to save eligibility because I'm behind some, you know, some pretty good guys, but to, to make sure I take care of myself and my mental. Right. That's super important. I, I think that's something that gets kind of uh, grazed over as, as they talk about athletes and mental health is that it's year to year. It's not like, oh, or it's even day to day. It's mm-hmm. like it could, it's not like one day you're great and then it's good for the rest of the year, yeah. the rest of your life. Like every day is different. Every day you got to treat every day like there's no tomorrow. And so whenever you come to that opportunity to say, well, is it, was it more worth it for me to sit out or should I try and can push myself through this and commit to playing a full fall and possibly having those variables of not playing or losing that eligibility. So I think that I can, I, I commend that to be, to have that self-awareness and uh, the drive to want to better yourself before you put yourself in a team situation. Mm-hmm. And so what, where do you think that will put you come the spring? Uh, I think, you know, I love the game of football, so I think it's going to put me in a great space because mm-hmm. I'm going to miss it even more. It's going to make me work a lot harder. I'm going to work like if I was going back in fall camp in August, um, and then I'm just going to continue to work through the fall and, and come back in the spring ready to go. Did your coaches understand your decision? Was there yeah, any definitely. At all? I don't think they understood the magnitude of how bad my mental health had gotten um, yeah. you know, during spring ball because it's, it's, it's hard to talk about. It's, it's something that it's hard to open up, especially you know, when you're still trying to get to know them. You just transferred in. Yeah. You don't really know them. You don't have the relationship. So I think he didn't. No, the coach Brace didn't know the magnitude of my mental health and what I was going to through until, you know, actually yesterday when I really just opened up and told him, you know, I wasn't really sleeping. Here I am going to class on maybe one or two hours of sleep, staying up at 24 hours. Yeah. Um, so it was it was tough. It's not like an x-ray where doctors can see, like, how severe an injury is. Mental health is, is a part where no one else understands it except for you. And it's tough, I think, for a lot of coaches now. I think now more than ever they're kind of understanding the impact on their players but for a while, it just was like, what do you mean? You know, you're not feeling good. Who, who cares? Just, you know, tough it out. Practice. Yeah. yeah, tough it out. Yeah, I think that's super important, especially with the recent, uh, like, you, you've seen many of these players that have either lost their lives to abusing these abusing drugs or just doing things that aren't smart. And now you, you, can't, att- you can't say that's directly the cause of their mental health, but there, there's definitely some kind of um, – what do you call it? Um, connection. Connection, or it coincides with each other. Like they, I think mental health is super important to be aware of and vocal about because it, it, before it's too late, too late, you could be too far gone. You could be too depressed. You could get into a do a deep hole to where you don't even want to play football anymore. You don't want to. You want to see nobody. You want to lock yourself in a house. Yeah. We just have. We, you just see it too often. So what do you what do you think that you could say for other people that are going through? other mental health issues, what could you say to give them some confidence or motivation? Yeah, just, you know, listen to your mind. It's, I think that's the most important thing, and, and find somebody you can really trust and open up to um, to talk about what you're going through because it's important. Um, you know, this 
spring, I, I didn't talk to anyone. You know, I, I didn't have a roommate either, so that didn't really help. Yeah. But, you know, I would lock myself in my room and, and you know, just be to myself for, you know, however long until I had to go eat or something. Wouldn't tell my parents. It wasn't until I finally opened up that I started to feel better. Right. Um, and so, yeah, just find someone you trust and, and you know, take care of yourself. You right. mentioned um, how you think taking a year off will, will help you in the hunger for the game of football. Did you notice maybe your competitive drive kind of dwindling? The last couple games of the season um if anything it was an all-time high really okay really yeah because I, I was benched um you know due to it and you know I was I felt like I should have been out there you know I started my first seven and then all of a sudden I get benched and you know here I am you know second string so I feel like it really pushed me and you know I would go really hard in practice um but it still wasn't enough to to edge out for the starting job yeah okay well, what was the biggest uh, biggest adjustment? You, you mentioned not being able to be with your parents, but you know, what was the winters like? I guess as a kid from from Austin, you're from Austin, right? Yes. Dealing with the Philadelphia winters. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was definitely a big change, yeah. especially for practice. We practice in the morning um, when it's at its coldest, and then we're in a rock quarry, so you know the rock is is freezing. So it it may be. Um, so like you mentioned a rock quarry, so like are you like you're. Under elevation. You're on, you're yeah. Right. So Philadelphia is only 10 feet above sea level. Yeah. So the rock core, you know, it's probably the rock wall is probably 50 feet, maybe 70 feet high. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's cold in there. So, you know, you come to practice in the morning and it's 10 degrees in that little rock quarry. Oh, my Lord. And, you know, you're you're having the, there's ice on the on the field and you're mm-hmm. trying to wait for it to defrost. And, you know, you're shaking and trying to warm up and not pull anything. So it was definitely tough. What did you um what did you come to the like what was your go to to like get rid of the the cold like did you use the vaseline like they use in the pros or the icy hot what did you do I would layer up I put up. sweats on tights <laughs> um you know long sleeve shirts under my pads and then a hoodie to to try to keep warm eventually I'd get too hot and I would start taking the layers off but I always went out there with a lot of layers yeah Cam you got something What was the favorite part about Philadelphia Oh man! Is it, is it really the city of brotherly love? Is yeah. that is that the thing? It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, they're rude on the East Coast, but when you get to know the people, they're they're great. Yeah, and the food is amazing. What, what? are the fans like at Widener? They're great. You know, they're really passionate. Um, <laughs> really passionate. You know, if you make a mistake, you're definitely going to hear it from the from the stands. That's Philly. Yeah. Philly cheesesteaks was that one of your favorites, or did you stay away from all the all the gluten and, and fat? <laughs> Um, I'd definitely say Philly cheesesteak was one of the favorites. Yeah. It, one of the favorites, especially, um, ah, I forgot what its place is called, but you know, probably one of the best Philly cheesesteaks I've ever had while I was up there. Have you had your parents try and make any, any Philly cheesesteaks and you come back at all? Uh, no, I'm going nah. to stay away okay. from it. I don't want them yeah. to butcher it and ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned going to Philly and hanging out there a lot. Did you ever do the Rocky Stairs? Did I did actually. Yeah. So I, Got um, to. I spent a weekend with my aunt. She lives in D.C. She came up to, to spend some time with me. We went into Philadelphia. That's when I had, you know, the world-famous cheesesteaks at, I want to say, Jim's. And then we went to the Rocky Steps, the museum, and we got to take a picture with Rocky and just have a good relaxation day and spend time with family. That's fun. So what, other than the cheesesteaks, did you ever go to the Eagles? You went to Eagles games just tailgating, right? Yeah, tailgating. You never went in? Didn't, didn't win in. I, I can't. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan. It would, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Did you ever wear your Cowboys jersey out there? No, didn't bring it up there. I didn't want to get in because they're really yeah, passionate up oh, there. Yeah, you yeah. want to get murdered. Yeah, I was going to get jumped up there. Geez, <laughs> Dude, I mean, you got to at least pack it. Did you have it in the bag? No, didn't have it in the bag. <laughs> didn't even leave the house. That's awesome. It's, I love it's, that. That's a smart man right there. I mean, if you're going to be a, a Cowboys fan, you definitely don't want to be wearing that in Philly. It was tough during the, you know, the Phillies and Astros World Series, too. Dude, okay, speaking of Philly and sports, 
They've had like four Uh-oh. chokes in the last like. You four... brought up baseball. Way uh, to go, man! No one's okay. Hold on. No, 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 not even just baseball. Here. All around Philly, they had the Union choke. Union choked. Philly, the Eagles lost. Eagles choked. Phillies lost. <laughs> Who else lost? Uh, Sixers just lost. Sixers. Oh, dude, they're they're down bad in Philly, but they're so close. That's the, how hard it could be. Like, could you imagine having? Four sports teams like in the playoffs in contention, like you think they're gonna win it and then just no, you lose. <laughs> That's like the story of the Dallas the Dallas sports scene the last like Dallas, 20 years. Dallas ago. gets one win in the playoff and they're done. But um not even. They make it once and they get the wild card. But or, it's it's still like painful. It's painful. I mean, we're not but competing. Like in all the same year though, the same year, Union, Phillies. Eagles, They'll be all right. They won, they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They have the Philly special. <laughs> they got Nick Foles. Our they West got Lake Bryce guy. Harper on their team. I don't want to hear it. Philly's fine. They'll be all right. Um, so you mentioned baseball. Are you any? Are you a baseball fan at all? Um, not really. I got into it while I was up there, just okay. because that's they were huge about it. Yeah. But um, no, I'm not really a baseball fan. No baseball. Okay. So you don't have a favorite player. Don't have a favorite player. I mean, I like to watch it. It's you know, it's America's pastime. When football's not on, it gives me something to do. But definitely not into it. If there was a sport that you would play instead of football, what would it be? Oh man, it'd probably be baseball. Okay. Yeah. Ba- just the, what, would you, what position though? Outfield. Yeah, probably outfield. Just because okay. I have great hand-eye coordination. You can track down those because you already have the ability to track a ball in the air. Yeah, so definitely. That, that just comes hand in hand with playing in the outfield. So okay, so no basketball, no point guard. No point guard. I'm not tall enough. I'm only like 5'11". No, you're taller than me. No. You're easily six foot. Six. No, come see, on. I'm telling you. I got the, it's the shoes. Okay. But, I mean, there's 5'8 point guards. You can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you want to take a break, Cam? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do a break, and we'll come right back and chop up the show with Marcus Taylor. It's Flex. We're back. It's a flex Wednesday night, third segment, wrapping it up with our boy Marcus Taylor. My name is Nolan Hogan. Across from me from the across from me in the glass is Cameron Parker. I'm filling in for our boy Zach Lucero, who's out with a photo shoot for his foot modeling career that he just took off with. So, you got us for the last ten minutes of this show. Congrats to Zach. It's a Long, Sexy long feet. way up for Zach. Sweet know? feet, Zach Lucero. That's his from name. From Auntie Anne's to uh, foot photography. Who knew? <laughs> oh, from Hendrickson High School to foot model. We love it. Um, so, Marcus, we got last 10 minutes. We'll do a little, just a little chat, chat, talk it up. We'll do, uh, Zach likes to do what he calls hot speed round. Rapid fire. Rapid fire questions. So, we'll go, we'll start with this. Top music artist. Uh, I'd say Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich, okay, love that. I need to. I'm not good at thinking of these. <laughs> Go to meal after a game in high school when you came home. Oh man. Or uh, after just after the game in just general. Just after the game in general. Oh, Whataburger. Whataburger. What about in Philly? There's no water in Philly. Yeah. Ooh, after a game, <laughs> Philly cheesesteak. White Castle. Philly cheesesteak. White Castle. White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fast food spot. It is. It is. You're right. Know. 
Fat, White Castle is where you go to get bubble guts after a football game. Oh, well, Whataburger's the same thing, no, right? No. You can get, a, really? you can get anything at Whataburger and be all right. Okay. But White Castle will mess you up. I've never heard of White Castle. Really? East Coast thing? Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm assuming it's in Philly. It's like, the, in it's like the sliders. It's you can buy like they're famous for you can buy like a handful for 99 cents. Yeah, you can get a lot of sliders for a little money, and they're like Jimmy Dean sliders. Oh. They've also made a couple movies off of White Castle. Yeah, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Neil Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's a good movie. <laughs> Harold and Kumar. Okay, favorite movie. <laughs> Uh, John Wick, the John Wick series. John Wick series, which yeah. one's the best one? Ooh, number four. Number four? Yeah, is, like, that is that good? the newest? Yeah, the newest, newest one. Good. Yeah, it's okay. great. I need yeah. to see that You'll one. have to go see it. Yeah, that's, that's the bucket list. Yeah, for sure. Okay, favorite recent movie that came out this year? Probably John Wick 4. John Wick, <laughs> oh, that came out this year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it just came out, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> like two <Dude>. weeks ago. <laughs> oh, I just saw the new Guardians of the Galaxy. That movie's really good. Okay. Um. Favorite? Favorite high school football win at Hayes. Good. Vandegrift definitely has to be Vandegrift in the playoffs. I would agree because when I got to that game, I was filming that game, and I got to that game, everyone was like, "Hey, he's losing." Give us a quick, give me a quick recap. I don't think I was okay. There for that. We walk, we get there. I mean, it's third round of the playoffs. No, fourth, fourth round. Fourth yeah, round. this is to go to play Katie. Yep, you're right. Fourth round of the playoffs. We're walking in the door. This is after three weeks of people saying Hayes is going to lose every week. They beat Johnson. They beat Taft. They Where do y'all finish in district? Third. We, third. We finished okay. third. So, Behind Westlake and Lake Travis. Uh, yeah. So, third in district. Everyone's like, okay, here, here's Vandergrift. I think they won their district. Or were yeah. they second? I no, they, they won. won. They won, yeah. This is one and three, two and four. Mm-hmm. So, they're coming in the haze. I don't know. How, how'd y'all get a, haze, a home game for that? Uh, Coach, Goad, Coach Goad was lucky with the t- coin flip. That's Just that's, lucky. That's good. So, they had a packed crowd. Everyone was like, okay, Vandergrift's coming into town. Be slaughtered. Everyone yeah. thought. <laughs> and Hayes comes out quick, getting a f- huge lead. They jump out. What was the lead at the beginning? It was like 14-0 at yeah, quick. Yeah, I think 14-0. And so they really never looked back. Ended the game 35-10. to Yeah. And they had Ryan back throw three picks in that game. They had him on their heels the whole game. Mm. Every, t- every time it was run, 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 and every time Vandergriff would commit to the run, they'd drop one over the top to Chris Bruce or Mikey Baldwin, and it was – it was a great game. So then, then they move on to play Katie, Buzzsaw. Um, that was a scary game to watch. Yeah, nightmares about that one. What was your favorite high school play that you made? That, was it in that game? Yeah, probably the interception yeah. on the one-yard line. Yeah, That's probably it. Yeah, because that was going in. That was to bring the game to like a close game because at that point it was 20, 24 to 10. Yeah, they were threatening a score coming out of half. Yeah. So Do you they, think the moves the move down from Hayes to six to the five A is that helpful? You think for the football program or? Yeah, I, I think it is. Um, you know, this past year they went they started off hot five and zero, yeah. then they lost the back half. They lost five and five and, and missed the playoffs. So I think going into this year they'll be all right. Yeah, we were talking to Zach and uh, Kyrie about that last time they were here, and they they thought the same thing. They thought that they had that district, and it just came down to those last three games, and they're. Like I said, mental health. Yeah. All these guys, they got in their heads, <laughs> yeah. and they just started losing. And then It's a huge problem. Huge. So, favorite. Okay, so what was, I want to ask you this. When you got to Katie and we were at Baylor, mm-hmm. what was your thought when they came out on the field? These guys are huge. Dude. Like, massive. <laughs> the linemen were massive. I thought the same thing. They had so many kids on that team, and they had their whole, the whole west side of that Baylor stadium was Katie fans. They Katie showed up. Red. Yeah. They show up everywhere. 
And I was like, this is going to be a long game. <laughs> we had the same convo with Brady and Buchanan a few weeks ago because Katie was upset by Vandergrift. Right. Their fans, they travel really well. Mm-hmm. It's a great environment. and Got their cowbells. They are a great football program. I mean, that offensive line, I'm sure I'm sure it was pretty big then. It's pretty big now. But that that's a tough football program to go right. up against and no matter who your team is. That team, if I'm not mistaken, had Moro Jamo on the team. Yeah. So, so it was 20, was, what year was it? 2020, he might have graduated my season. Uh, I think he was at UT by then. Yeah, because I had I had was... freshman classes with Moro Ochimo. Oh yeah, and he was how old when he got to Texas? 17. Yeah, he was, he, he was really young. Um, so let's say let's do this favorite football memory in general over your college and high school career. Um, this is probably you know something that somebody wouldn't say, but I would say it was my welcome to call it football uh, college football moment. I got laid out and I think that was really when I was like oh okay um you know you break have, that down for us how'd that happen um you know I was coming tracking the running back um he cut back and I you know I turned and boom receivers right there and I got oh, blindsided no. and definitely I think that was my welcome to college football moment how big was that kid was he like big it, receiver or was just an average size it was just average but he was stocky yeah yeah so you know he had a little he had much more muscle than me but uh yeah, Dude, was, especially when you're not looking those those hits hurt so and it, it didn't even hurt it was just like I you know, I was kind of laughing because I was like, man. That hit, yeah, yeah he hit me. <laughs> That's awesome. So we got the food, movie, music, Marcus Taylor. This is our guy. So after your spring, once you get to the spring in UMHB, you're you're already going to be training this fall yep. on your own. Who do you mm-hmm. train with? Uh, Chook Speed. Chook Speed, okay. He's got everybody with him. Yeah, so. great guy. Yeah, great guy. So how long have you been with him? Ooh, since my freshman year. In high school? Yeah, freshman okay. year of high school. So awesome. Going strong. Good guy. Um, so training with Chooks in the off season. What are you going to be doing other than that? Just school. Just school. Um, you know, working towards my degree and and you know come back stronger, ready for the spring. All right. This looks like we're going to be wrapping it up. This has uh, been our show with Marcus Taylor. Any shout outs, Marcus? Yeah. Shout doing? out Nolan. Thank you for the invite. Um, shout out Chooks Speed. Shout out Coach Brace and my parents. And and thank you again. Uh, shout out Marcus. Any shout outs, Cam? Ron Rock Baseball. I'm going to say uh, shout out my family, shout out my dad, shout out Zach with his foot modeling career to give me this opportunity to host the show once once a time. And uh, yeah, that's it. We'll wrap it up here. It's Flex.